This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to episode five of Four People with Bishop Wright. I'm your host, Matthew Bowers. Just a reminder before we get into it, this podcast serves as a conversation between Four Faith, the weekly devotional by Bishop Wright that's sent out every Friday, and, and this podcast where we get to talk more about it. Bishop, this week, uh, well, I've noticed from time to time you use lyrics of songs, and so you did that this week, and so I'm interested on your thoughts on music and how it relates to our faith, because one of the things I've noticed is even through the Spotify lists that you've been sharing with people, um, I mean, it's not all it's not all Christian hymns. It's not all lift high the cross and organ music. Um, sometimes there's songs that I believe are deeply spiritual, but aren't invoking the name of God every other sentence. And so I'm curious about how you feel about that relationship we have with music. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I I am uh, first and foremost, I, I am the child of a church organist. So I grew up actually with a Hammond organ in our in our front room in our living room, and uh, you know, music uh, for me in my life and journey with God has been so important. Uh, you know, um, uh, it, how music carries hope, uh, and how how music um, uh, how through various uh, musical poets they've been able to to say the things of meaning and of life and of healing. So I try to invoke that wherever I find it. Uh, the truth of the matter is a lot of the music that I, some people would call secular, were written by people of faith uh, who, who, as some people like to say, crossed over from, uh, you know, sort of narrowly speaking, uh, spirit, spiritual music or sacred music into secular music. But I, I hope is hope, love is love. Uh, when you know something about God, the way the Bible talks about God, you can hear the bits and pieces of that in the music. So for instance, this week I used Bill Withers, Lean On Me. And, uh, you know, that has been an important song for a lot of people for a lot of, a long time. And I think he distills in that very simple, but soulful song, exactly what it means to bear one another's burdens, exactly what it means to help and encourage, exactly what it means uh, when Jesus calls us neighbor, Bill Withers captures that, and it's it's memorable. As someone said to me a long time ago, no one ever left church humming a sermon, and so music is just a great uh, delivery system for hope and encouragement. There's something to that fellowship of the world around you melting away and everyone being together in fellowship. I wonder how do you see that fellowship in relation to music, both in a, in a Christian setting in our Christian lives and outside of it? Yeah, I suppose that's one of the things I miss most about uh, moving worship entirely online during COVID-19 is, is our getting together and singing music together. You know, uh, Bono, the lead singer of U2 said that people give themselves to lyrics like nothing else. And I think he's absolutely right. And, and, you know, some of the sweetest memories I have is being a part of a concert or being in church when we're singing the same song. And for that, for that minute or three or five or seven, you know, we're, we're breathing together. We're, we're, we're singing together. We're traveling together. We're journeying together. Uh, even in some of the leadership teaching uh, and learning that I've done, I realized the power of inviting people to sing together a cappella 
to be vulnerable together, to, to, uh, to put forth the same ideas from the lyrics together. So there's a, there's a great unifying uh, thing that happens when we sing. Of course, we remember that in the middle of our Christian Bible is the Jewish hymn book we call the Psalms. And so these, this poetry was commissioned and written so that, that individuals and groups and in a nation state would have a common hymn book that they could draw from, especially in times of crisis, but also in times of celebration and in times of struggle and stretching. So, so music really is a great gift, and it's something personally that I've been grateful for um, over all the seasons of my life. There's a lot of dependence on this is the way we do musical worship. It is the organ. It is out of the blue book. Everyone stand, and we're all going to sing. And for somebody who grew up in a summer camp background that is not immediately transferable to that, I find myself getting stuck on that is not my preferred style of musical worship. And I wonder how do I handle that conflict because um, there seems to be a lot of one and a lot of certainty in one and a lot of pushing away of the other. Music for, for, for church folks, I mean, we have a special attachment to it. That's what the fuss is about, um, that th- these are the songs that we grew up singing, or, or this is the way we understand God, or this is the way we understand faith, or this is the way we understand church according to you know, these particular hymns, these uh, specific hymns. Um, I, I think that you know part of our work has always got to be inviting people to learn some new songs. In fact, Psalm 40 said that uh, that God put a new song in this particular psalmist's mouth. And so I think there are new songs to learn. I, I think that it's okay to 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 let our squeeze of certain kinds of music uh, relax a bit and learn what other people are saying about God that would invite us into a uh, you know a more of a praise, praising attitude. I think that's the point. The, the point and the gift in music is for you and I to learn some new language, if you will, about who God is. Uh, I grew up in the African-American church tradition. Uh, my mother was an organist in a black Catholic church. Uh, there was a certain canon of music there. But I'm grateful for friends who worshiped in other kinds of styles and traditions who have expanded my musical vocabulary uh, in terms of talking about God and praising God and thinking about God. Uh, and so I, I think it's just, uh, we, can, we can think about music as a way to increase our Christian formation, in a way to know something else, some new facet of God's character. So music does that wonderfully well. But music also is a way that we can get a sort of a, a concise, poetic, and really sticky uh, uh, bit of encouragement in life. I mean, I think this is why I chose Lean On Me. Uh, Bill Withers says, swallow your pride. If you, have, uh, if you have burdens, I'll help you bear them. Uh, he talks about no one can know all of the things that you bear if you won't let them show. And so I, I think that we get some Christian formation and instruction in some of the good music that is out there. Um, and I think that's what we need. I think also we shouldn't narrowly think about the church as she is. Uh, perhaps people like you and I, Matt, uh, who grew up in the church. I think there's a whole world of people increasingly out there who don't know that music. And so we've got to figure out ways to reach out. This is the thing that I, I would really sort of challenge our, our church uh, to be doing, is to begin to expand our way to talk about God so that we expand the people who want to listen up. And so if we close off 
then we may as well uh, take those hymns and take those ideas to our grave with us. And I don't think that's the intention of the gospel. The intention of the gospel is about the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that can get said in lots of different ways, and I think wonderfully well in music. With fellowship and Christian fellowship, those are terms we use a lot, especially around our, our worshiping communities and being together and singing together. Um, but I also know that I'm sure we have used that term and to, you know, that term Christian fellowship and what we're doing has fallen short of perhaps the intention of Christian fellowship. And so what I struggle with and what I wonder is like, what is true authentic Christian fellowship and what is just fellowship? Like, where is that line and how do we not let Christian fellowship get watered down into, hey, a few people are going to meet over at the pizza right. parlor and hang out and talk sports. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, this is an interesting question, right? So, I mean, I think Christian fellowship narrowly dev- defined is the fellowship, is, is friendship uh, um, one to the other because you and I share Jesus Christ. We share baptism. Uh, we share being nurtured by scripture. We share being nurtured in the, in, in the sacraments. We, we share, um, you know, the jot and the tittle of what it means to be Christian narrowly defined. I think uh, fellowship in general is what we have with brothers and sisters over sports teams and over, you know, picking the same alma mater and, and those, you know, over the same kinds of hobby. I have lots of fellowship with lots of car guys because I'm a car guy and, and we don't bother to ask one another, you know, what is our sort of uh, religion or those sorts of things. And so, but we have a, a similar interest. I think that the trick for Christian fellowship is to understand one of its purposes. And one of the purposes of Christian fellowship is to expand the people who come to know Jesus Christ. And so it's not just to be hoarded, you one to the other. And this is, again, why I think music is such an important delivery system. I think that, um, you know, it helps us uh, sort of have a conversation. It helps us increase conversation partners. I mean, if you watch Desmond Tutu and if you watch Brene Brown and some other people, they're not talking about the jot and the tittle of the church. What they're talking about is what it means to be a human being. And and if you will, they're sort of laying out uh, breadcrumbs and people are finding their way to what is good, to what it means to be made in the image of God, what is wholesome, what is healthy, what is edifying. And so I'm a great believer that God uses all of that to bring us close to Christ. But I I think what we've got to realize is that music is one of those delivery systems. I think that when some people who don't have a faith background are singing Bill Withers, Lean On Me, I think they're getting this notion of interdependence and neighborliness. And I think this is what Jesus was conveying and commending. This, this notice, notion of we are reliant on one another. That's part of the gospel. You are not alone. You belong to a family, the human family. And uh, you know, smallness and separateness and superiority has no place in that. I think when Withers is singing that, he may be more a, of an effective preacher in that song than many Christian preachers. So I guess what I'm saying is uh, the Christian fellowship, the purpose of that is to increase the proclamation of Jesus Christ as Lord. And there are a number of ways to do that. And, uh, and so I think that music is a really a profound way to do that. The way that those ideas of goodness and meaning and forgiveness and interdependence and reliance get commended in music, 
I think can only help people increase their appetite for a life with God. We'll be back with Four People with Bishop Wright in a short moment. If you're enjoying Four People with Bishop Rob Wright, we encourage you to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Coming back, I want to talk more about the idea of interdependence and Dr. King's vision of beloved community, which I know you've touched on a bit as we've been speaking, but I've also heard you speak about it before. And that's a term we use in this this place uh, a lot, especially in the times we're in. And I've always felt that that is an idea that that works well with people already on your team. And what I've struggled with is for the person who isn't, do you allow them to speak? Because I feel when you get those voices public, you're inviting people to listen to them. I struggle really hard with how to respect those people and those voices, but also not give them power. Well, first of all, what, what connects beloved community work for me is, is that, you know, when you think about this country, America, when you think about America and the civil rights struggle, et cetera, and, and really many of the struggles for civil rights, uh, you know, over the history of this country, they've all had a soundtrack, right? I mean, there have been songs that men and women have sung to keep themselves inspired and focused and clear as they did the hard work of being beloved community. And so when I think about, you know, what voices to honor, I mean, what I'm first and foremost have to remember that we profess that every person has the right to uh, dignity. Every person is made in God's image. The soundtrack that reminds me of that is there's all those Christian hymns that I grew up singing. And so it's like, how do I operationalize that? And I think one of the ways I operationalize that is I increase my capacity to sit at tables with all kinds of people. And what I recognize also is what the Bible teaches me is, is that really it's not about wrestling with uh, individuals and not necessarily about wrestling with even ideas. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, uh, we live in a world where, where hate uh, runs rampant. And, and hate is, is triggered by uh, deep-seated fear. Uh, and so I think that if you and I are going to be effective conduits of God's beloved community song, if you will, I think we're going to have to increase our capacity uh, to sing a new and better song. And a new and better song is, is that you're my brother, you're my sister. I, I think that those words sound nice, but you know, you're asking a practical question. You know, how do I do that? And I think what we have to do is we have to sort of get a clear vision of uh, what is it that the gospel asks us to do and be about. I mean, pray for uh, those who uh, curse you, Jesus said. Bless those who curse you. Uh, pray for those who despitefully use you. And so in, in, in many ways, what we're being asked to do and be as Christians, especially in the face of hatred uh, and xenophobism, misogyny, homophobism, is we're expected to be salt and light. And I don't know about you, but I know that I get weary in well-doing. And so what really keeps me buoyant when I endeavor to do what Jesus calls me to do is I have to have some sort of soundtrack on my soul. And so this is why I think music is so, so very important uh, when it comes to helping us have a resource and a fuel to do the work. And so I would ask people as they're listening along, what, what song is on your greatest pr- playlist right now? Or may even say greatest playlist. Uh, what, what, what song is stimulating you, encouraging you, challenging you even to do and be the person that Jesus calls you to do and be. As Jesus said himself, I mean, it's no credit to anybody if you go and be Christian to all the nice people. 
right? I mean, he was very clear. It's about who you are uh, as a disciple, especially when times get tough, when you're discounted, disparaged, uh, and when people are actually actively trying to destroy you. When I think about the people who kept singing across bridges and who kept singing in the face of lynching and who kept singing, uh, you know, uh, and, and to do the work that has created the community that we have now, imperfect as it is, but nevertheless, we are not what we were. I'm overwhelmed that, that they had enough uh, of a spiritual soundtrack that animated them to do the work we're called to do. And so I think uh, what we've got to do is we've got to go down deep in the tradition. Music helps us go down deep in our tradition, helps us to distill those ideas, uh, which we say we want to make central. And so, you know, again, I always, I'm always surprised at how uh, in a room where there's no music, part of my own meditation, in a room when there's no music, how at some point, sometimes, music sort of just comes up out of me, uh, a song that has been meaningful to me sometimes. And I'm often surprised, uh, and it often is, is a song about hope or encouragement. It often is a turn of phrase by some poet. I mean, Carol King, Bob Marley, uh, Ashford and Simpson, Marvin Gaye. I mean, uh, the Doobie Brothers. I posted a Doobie Brothers song the other day, Jesus is Just All Right With Me. And I was surprised to get some of the feedback I got that some people said that that song made it them feel that it was cool to be a Christian. One of the reasons I selected the Bill Withers song, Lean On Me, not only to honor him, he most recently died, um, but also because in that song, he really articulates, you know, uh, the content of what it means to be beloved community. I mean, he talks about sharing loads. He talks about sharing burdens. Uh, he talks about uh, finding a way to give voice to your pain and finding a way to increase your ability to allow other people to befriend you. I mean, so so he really distills uh, in, in many ways better than most hymns that I can think of off the top of my head, what it actually means to be beloved community. It means to, it means to out of knowing that you're loved by God, loving those who are struggling to feel the love of God. And, and I think this is a word for us now, and maybe this is a word especially for us uh, who are facing this pandemic. I like the idea of the song of our soul, um, especially in relation to fellowship. And it, it is your song on your soul, on your heart, in you. Is that playing the same beat as Christ? And I wonder... What should that beat be? What should that song look like? You know, it, it again, and that's the exciting part is that every every individual gets to lay claim to that, right? So I, there's no way I could I could assume to the, to be able to submit a song to people. I mean, I I, um, I enjoy uh, sharing good music, and I enjoy when people say, "Yeah, that's one of my favorites." I mean, we have that fellowship, but but I would invite people to sort of to do just that, make space to to begin to develop your own greatest uh, hits list to develop your own sort of playlist. And uh, as we uh, continue to be under uh, shelter-in-place uh, directive, um, maybe now's the time to develop that playlist and let that play, to turn off some of the bad news and to turn off some of the other um, you know, forces uh, out there over the media that are, that are uh, deconstructing things and to build yourself up uh, on music that speaks to your soul, that, that creates in you 
um, space and buoyancy and, uh, and what's wrong with smiling too, right? Uh, and what's wrong with clapping and what's wrong with dancing. So, so I think that music is an incredible gift. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's one that, again, has sustained me and countless others. Bishop, weekly I ask you, is there a Bible verse or, or something in the Bible that you're reflecting on and getting something out of. I want to switch it up a little bit this week since we've spent so much talking about music and because your your uh, four-faith devotional was on, Bill Withers, Lean On Me. Is there a lyric or a song that is on your heart this week that's playing? Always. And uh, and so there's, there's a group, uh, really songwriters in the 70s, who, who wrote even for Ray Charles, a, a husband and wife duo by the name of Ashford and Simpson. And they wrote a song called Found a Cure. And if you, re- if you read it or you listen to it, they're talking about love. And they- they're saying that they found a cure for loneliness. And she goes on to say, I promise this. I promise this for all your hopes and all your empty dreams. Coming at you is a sure thing. And that's exactly what Jesus said, is that this love covers a multitude of sins, that this love is solid for our feet to stand on. And this love is a solid thing to bet your life on. And so absolutely, Ashford and Simpson are right, found a cure. So what I want to say to everyone is, is that we have a cure, and his name is Jesus Christ, and his hand is outstretched to us. And so whether you say it or whether you sing it, it's still music for the soul. Signing off uh, today, I just want to say to everybody, be encouraged. God is still God. Wash your hands, take care of yourself, take care of one another. God bless. That's all the time we have for this episode, but we'll be back with you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, you can connect with us by following Bishop Wright on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can keep up when we post new episodes. 